Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today we are going to talk about my dislike of discussing investing, trading, and finance as a whole, which I know is shocking to many of you. Um, but if you watch my channel, I talk a lot about technical things. So, <laughs> so on my normal YouTube channel, right, I talk about, I don't know, like how do you measure autocorrelation functions, partial autocorrelation functions, how do you do ADF testing, and then we do some coding and we talk about, you know, I don't know, how to implement this and the mathematics behind it and how the theory came about and how you get to the derivation of it. And by the end of this sentence here, right, you're probably thinking I am bored out of my mind as most people that have a finance background are. Um, and I always get surprised comments. I've had people that have been in the finance community for a while, close friends of mine. I make all these videos. I discuss, I don't know, coding and math and stats and stuff. And I feel like I dumb it down pretty good. And then people say, Victor, I love your channel. It was great and wonderful, you know, but those technical videos, like that's just over my head. And I kind of take that as like, I don't know, like, okay, that's a positive thing. Like I'm really smart, I guess. But I take that as a really big negative thing on like, I thought I was, you know, discussing this. I want to discuss it at a low enough level that everybody understands it and we know what's going on. And then that really leads me to the majority of the discussion here, which is most finance students that watch my channel most of the investing community as a whole are amateurs. And there's a lot of overconfidence baked into that. And I have a lot of people that say, Dimitri, I understand all this stuff. I understand everything you're talking about here. Just give me the meat. Like, how am I going to make money with this? How am I going to trade with this? And then I usually shy away and I just say, you know, you need, you need to go get a financial engineering degree. You need to get a statistics degree. You need to go do something else, right? I don't want to address the topic. People like Demetri, why are you avoiding the topic here, right? Why don't you talk about investing in trading? And I always say, you know, I don't, I don't work in trading. I'm not an investor, right? I just kind of like shy away. I don't want to talk about the topic. And the reason being for this is that, so I have friends that work in the, the trading realm. So they're professional traders working for massive banks or hedge funds. And they come to me and they say, hey, I want to chat, you know, what's going on with this, that, the other. And we sit, we have a conversation and it's not a big deal. We just chat about it and I actually enjoy these conversations because they're intelligent people on both sides having the discussion. The issue I have with talking about investing and trading is that people just don't understand finance 101. So you might have a finance degree, I don't know, from the, the best finance institution in the United States or the, or the world, right? I don't really care. You could have the best degree, the best pedigree, the best discussion, you could have the best job. And yet a lot of times these people just don't understand basic finance. And I have to go back and re-explain. And then you spend like 90% of your time talking about, I don't know, something simple like how diversification works because nobody understands this for some reason, which they should have taught you in finance because they taught it to me in finance. Um, but you should learn like diversification, capital asset pricing. You should, you should know all the basics. And then at that point, then you have to realize these are all the basic theories and they don't really work in the real world. So then you discuss, you know, okay, so this is the basic theory. And with all of these assumptions given, these things do work. However, these assumptions aren't realistic. So how do you go about improving that? And you start diving into this math and this theory and this detail. And again, a lot of you now, your eyes are glazing over and you're saying, Dimitri, I don't care about the, the theory. I, I just want to do the trading. I just want to make money. And this is where my crux of the whole problem comes with is that a lot of people in the finance realm, those who want to trade and invest and all that, right? They don't understand how complex markets are and how dynamic they are. They have no idea that when they think they're making money, a lot of times there's a professional trader that's literally just taking money out of your pocket, that's basically selling you junk and you think it's worth like a lot of money, you think you're making money on it, and you're just taking really stupid and foolish gambles. 
Um, and why this happens, so I'll give you a few examples here. When you invest in stocks, we'll just focus on stocks. I'm not even going to get into derivatives or fixed income products or foreign exchange or any of that. But if you just look at stocks, which is what anybody can trade on their own, okay, stocks literally are binary. The stock either goes up or the stock goes down as the stock moves. Any stock that's going to be traded, right, it's going to be moving in a direction. It's not going to stay flat. It's going to either go up or it's going to go down, okay? So when you buy something, you could literally flip a coin, heads or tails, you're going to look at it, and if it's heads you buy, tails you sell, okay? You can short sell. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. But short selling essentially is just that you can sell something you don't own. So you can bet that it's going to go down. So it's just like betting here. You're going to bet it's going to go up. You're going to bet it's going to go down, okay? If you flip the coin and you say, okay, it's going to go up, so I'm going to buy it. You buy it and it goes up. The next day, what do you think? I'm really, really smart. I know these markets inside and out. I'm an expert on, I don't know, energy companies. I'm an expert on automotive companies, right? I bought Ford Motor Company and it went up. I'm an expert. And I hear this constantly. And then you go to universities and yes, this is mind-blowing and shocking and terrifying all at the same time. You go to universities and I have had students come talk to me after presentations and they say, you know, Dimitri, I have this really good investing strategy. And they start telling you about how it makes like 40%. It's just crazy making money. And they're going on and on and on about how great it is. And then you ask a simple question like, okay, what is the risk-adjusted returns on it though? Are those actual returns? Those risk-adjusted? They're like, no, no, these are actual returns, right? I'm so excited. It's actual returns. And it's like, okay, well, I don't really care what your actual returns are. I care what your risk-adjusted returns are. And they go, Dimitri, this is stupid. I had a professor, right? I had this finance professor tell me this is nonsense and it makes no sense. And they start listing off all this stuff and they found some crazy nutbag online that agrees with them. And again, right, you're in your little echo chambers that goes on to tell you how smart you are. And so you ignore risk 100%. So what you don't realize is, yeah, I can, I can get 40, 50, 60, 100%, 5 million percent return. It's not a big deal, right? All you have to do is leverage it. So Again, I've covered this in other videos. Leveraging is where you borrow money from somebody else and then you invest it and it makes money and then you just give the money back. So example here, you invest, say you have $100 in your pocket, you borrow $100 from somebody else, you have $200, right? You buy an asset, let's say it's, I don't know, $10 goes to $20, so it doubles, so it goes 100% return. The issue though is now you, instead of investing $100 and it doubling, you making $100. You put in $100, you borrowed 100 from somebody else, it went to $20, so now your position went from 200 to 400, right, it doubled, and now you give that money back to the other person. So now your $100 ended up making, going from 100 to 400, right? So that, that's leverage, it magnifies your returns. So people go, Dimitri, that's awesome. Let's figure out how, let's just start leveraging everything. It's like, okay, well that works in reverse too. So if you put that money in and it goes down and you go from 100, you could lose more than you even own. So you won't lose your 100, you would lose an additional $300 on top of that $100 and then you can't pay the person back with the money. And they don't think about that. They go, no, 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 I've looked at the numbers. This makes complete sense. And so one of the big issues I have in general is A, that most amateur retail invest we'll call them investors, but they're traders and whatnot. They're just gambling on markets. Uh, it's like technical analysis, right? Oh, it went up 10 times in the last month, so therefore it's gonna go up 10 times next month. So therefore I'm gonna make money. Well, that's a really stupid idea, okay? Just because something happened in the past. So again here, probability theory on its own is really dumb. It doesn't make any sense because probability theory does not predict the future. You have to have statistics to predict the future, okay? Things are not stationary in finance. And stationarity, which I talk about and just beat to death like a dead horse here, is that 
Stationarity implies that over the long run past, we see a stable relationship that is not changing. There is no trend or anything. There's a whole, whole analysis. We'll get into the technicalities of that. It's a whole other video. It's a YouTube video with coding and math and all that. But what I'm telling you here is that you can't predict it. And even things that are stationary, right? Market shocks can sometimes break your stationarity trends and you can have trouble. So you shouldn't be over leveraging, which is another issue here. So we've already looked at this. Lack of education of basic finance concepts just creates vastly risky gamblers out there that think they're investing. Um, so again, flipping heads and tails, you're just buying and selling things. Um, I always love this when people say, Dimitri, I've been making money doing, I don't know, like data science. It, it's, it's guaranteed. It makes money. And I always look at them and I go, okay, well, there's not a lot of people doing data science correctly. So I discount what you're doing to start with. And then second of all, there's not a lot of firms that are actually making solid profits with data science, at least not massive profits. A lot of that's dependent on statistics again, because statistics uses past properties and uses statistical inference to get that prediction. Again, it's still a prediction. There's still uncertainty, but there's actual stuff backing it. Um, a lot of data science doesn't have that fully. And again, they always say, oh, well, I, I bought this and I've been making money for the last, I don't know, six months. But well, the market's been going up for years now, right? If you're losing money and the market's dragging everything up with it, like literally everything is going up in price, like obviously you're making money. I could do something as dumb as like, I have a, I don't know, I got a pin here on my desk. I'm gonna throw the pin in the air. And if it points, you know, more to the left, I'm gonna sell. If it's gonna point more to the right, I'm gonna buy. And in general, if it points more to the right and the markets are going up, I'm gonna make money. If it points more to the left and markets are going down, I'm gonna lose money, right? Just because you do something and just because you make money doesn't mean it's it's a successful idea, theory, strategy, and venture. And this is where it all comes down to this. There's just a lack of understanding in finance and markets. And everybody thinks you're going to get rich quick off it. Um, and I'll talk about a little antidote here that I have and I, I've been wanting to talk about. But trading is no different than starting a business that I don't know, manufactures toilet paper. Okay, There's no difference between you being the CEO of a toilet paper company or the CEO of a trading company. People are looking at me like I'm crazy, I know, or you're thinking about it on the podcast here, right? You can't see me, but you're thinking about it. Um, you think about like a trading company, right? Or in a toilet paper, let's do the toilet paper company first here. So you wanna do a toilet paper company and what do you need to do, right? Okay, well, you gotta figure out how to make it, which is part of it. So you gotta figure out how to engineer and design toilet paper. So yes, there's a whole process you have to learn and know and understand. Then you make toilet paper. Okay. Then you have to buy paper products. So you have to buy trees. You got to cut trees down. You got to turn it into pulp. You got to press it, add chemicals and whatnot, and make it into toilet paper. Right? Not an expert on toilet paper here, but you end up buying a bunch of goods. So wooden stuff. You end up applying a bunch of labor and capital. So the machines and the people, their know-how to make the toilet paper and make toilet paper and the marketing teams to go out there and sell the toilet paper, and then you sell the toilet paper and you make a profit. So let's say it costs, I don't know, a dollar a roll to make it, you sell it for a dollar thirty-five, dollar fifty, two dollars, whatever, and you make some profit on it. So that's that's making toilet paper. Doing trading is the exact same thing. It's not free money. I don't know why people keep having this really stupid idea, and I even had the same idea, right? Just poor education in the in the universities and finance and business programs in general. But when you do a trading firm, what do you gotta do? Right. Well, A, you got to come up with a strategy. So just like the toilet paper, you got to figure out how to make it. With with the trading company, you got to figure out strategies how to do it. And the secret they don't tell you is when you come up with a strategy in finance, it doesn't last for long. So you got to come up with another one. You got to come up with another one. So your business here is buying and selling things. 
Toilet paper was buying and selling things. They bought wood and they turned it into toilet paper and they sold it. Trading is the same thing, right? You're gonna have to buy, again, hard assets. So the company that did toilet paper bought machinery to create the product. When you're in a trading firm, let's say, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing here. You're gonna have computers and servers there. So let's say you're in quantitative finance at a hedge fund. You have to buy servers. Those are like the machines. You have to have people to operate those machines and write code and generate theory to create a product that you can sell. So you might be buying and selling off of your information, but you're buying and selling goods to make money. It's the exact same as the toilet paper market. And then you think about, so where do you get money to start a trading firm? Well, you gotta put out marketing. So you go out and you market to all these people and convince them to put all this money in. And then a lot of times you have all these investors and you're in it for a while and then a bunch of investors run out. So they pull their money out and they go somewhere else. So now you gotta do more marketing to sell more people to put more money in. So both companies are buying and selling things and turning it into something better. And again, they're using their labor and their capital. So in a trading firm, you have people, which are the labor, and you have your servers and all your software and all that, and your your license to access the stock exchange and data, and you gotta pay for all this other additional stuff you don't see, right? Legal fees and accountants and all that overhead, all that stuff you got there, the building you're renting and everything, right? It's the exact same as the toilet paper company. There's no difference here. And so in general, the reason I avoid talking about trading and investing is you don't see a lot of people talking about it in a very intellectual rigorous way. You just see people randomly doing things. Uh, recently, I've seen people say, well, Warren Buffett said this and Charlie Munger said, you know, I, this, that, and the other. So therefore I'm going to do the same thing. It's like, I just shake my head at this. Like, okay, well, A, if they did something and you think they're really smart, that's great. But did you do it at the exact same time they did it? Because timing's going to matter. You go, well, no, you didn't. Okay. Well, don't be stupid. Don't just do things because people said you should do things. Right? I can tell you, go out and buy this, go out and buy that, right? I'm a millionaire, right? You can just throw out all kinds of nonsense and people do it. And this is the main reason why I don't talk about trading and investing is you just have uneducated people talking about, you know, I would have done this and I would have done that. And I looked back and this is how it would have made money. Again, you have no experience as a, an individual or a retailer, okay? You're not a big shot. You're not a big firm. If you're at one of these massive hedge funds, you shouldn't be telling people what you are doing because that's proprietary information to these firms. So it's one reason why it's kind of secretive, right? Because everybody builds strategies and trades off of them, which is why my channel focuses on how do you build the rigor, the education, and the theory to do it, right? That's where it should be at. And I'm going to, so my channel's deviating out a little bit now, talking about like alternative investments, things that anybody can do that don't require a lot of capital. Uh, I talked about buying gold and silver. We're going to talk about a variety of different assets. I'm going to try to cover the basics because you see here, my whole issue is it's hard to talk to people that don't have the basics, which I know it's kind of weird to think about, but you're out buying and selling and trading and doing all this nonsensical stuff and you're going to start your own firms. And at the end of the day, you just, you don't have the basics. So I'm going to start with the basics here. This will help. Those are the finance degree because clearly you're not getting the correct education you should have been getting. Also, you're not getting the correct education as a quant. A lot of times you don't understand the dynamics of financial theory because you're so focused on the math and the stats. And just to wrap up this podcast here, right? The main reason I don't talk about trading and investing is there's just not a lot of people out there that are intelligent enough to really sit and chat about this at an intellectual level. And then what a lot of you don't realize is that there's not a strategy that works forever. You have to keep generating new strategies every time your strategy essentially fails. So you're going to do something, you're going to try it, it's going to work, it'll make money. You need to monitor it with modeling, statistics, and theory. And then as you start seeing things fail, you switch and do a new theory and you keep building money. That's how you successfully trade and successfully make money. 
But as I mentioned, it's a full-time job. It's a business, okay? It's a business to be a trader. You don't just do it in your free time and think you're gonna make millions of dollars. And I know people out there are gonna say, oh, Dimitri, I know this person, or I've been doing this. Okay, markets have been going out for years now, right? I wanna see your 30, 40 year performance on here. Most of you are under the age of probably 25 or 30. You don't even know what a downturn looks like for the most part. So <laughs> just putting that out there. But in general, we're gonna cover more of this thing on the YouTube channel because I would like to get more into the discussions of trading and finance and investing, right? But at the same time, I just don't talk a lot about the ins and the outs because I just don't wanna see all the headache and the dumb comments in the descriptions below and realistically just wasting my time and other people's time, right? You're responding to comments being like, well, let me explain this to you. And then you have other dumb comments in response to that and trying to like follow up with that. But anyways, that's why I don't talk about trading. Um, the business schools aren't teaching the right materials. If you're not from a business school and you have no background, just reading generic books isn't gonna help you either because you don't have the quantitative background and a strong enough you know, finance background to really understand and do this professionally. Again, it is a full-time job. This isn't like a get-rich-quick scheme. And that's the other piece I hate is there's way too many people that don't understand risk, that don't understand markets, uh, that don't understand trading and finance, who don't understand just basic life 101 here. And because of that, right, it's hard to really take people seriously and talk a lot about these topics in great depth. So anyways, thanks for listening. And as always, until next time.